Arg, grog. Hey everyone, it's a Sideship Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbus and Matthew Weir. Well, I'm back, refreshed after yet another week of uh, not listening to the Archers. Guys, how are you coping? I think I need a week off soon. <laughs> I could highly recommend it. I thought you were going to say I need a wee. No, I don't. I, I've taken care of that in good time for this recording. Don't you worry. Well, okay, let's get shite talk out of the way. Since we're talking about oh. Kerry's um, bathroom problems, let's, um, okay, insert jingle. There she blows. Shite talk. Kerry, how, how are you doing? Please tell me the dehumidifier's gone. No, it hasn't. Uh, oh the drain people, they came last Friday and they said, no, still not dry enough. And I've still got the blue lilo thing in my... Uh, kitchen but this implies that we're sort of sitting in wetness and we're not it's just it's visibly dry but underneath deep down not dry enough so we've had it on all bastard week and they're coming on monday to, to hopefully take it away what you need is the most ferocious heat wave that britain's ever experienced <laughs> yeah funny that isn't it that, that's been happening the last two weeks and still we're not dry enough so the torture goes on the torture goes on uh, kerry including an advert tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free that's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. What was particularly tortuous for you two this week? Which was the most ridiculous thing? Um, I, I, I feel for me, it's the introduction of the George as a real wrong'un. And I sort of appreciate what the scriptwriters are trying to do we haven't had an out and out baddie in the archers for a long long time so i can see why it's sort of quite useful but also i'm feeling tired and i don't really want to have to deal with him so mm -hmm. that's mine matthew i really like him i you know how you there are bad guys that you want to be caught obviously for a long time there was rob we get to see behind the curtain what's going on and obviously the the most recent one was uh, philip moss I was just itching for him to get busted and for it all to come out. George, I like this idea of this guy running around causing chaos, <laughs> committing petty crime. It just It's just incredible we haven't heard about him before. That Well, obviously we've heard about him off mic and stuff. and But he's obviously mm. been responsible for every single crime in Ambridge, isn't he? He's right under Harrison's nose and we'll never catch him. <laughs> oh, he's fine then, isn't he? He's safe. <laughs> the safest place on earth. Um, the, mm. There is a difference though, isn't there? Like... Um, Philip and Rob were characters who came into the village. They were introduced as baddies, and you always mm. knew that their time on on Mike was limited. Whereas George is he's baked in, isn't he? He's a he's a Grundy. He's going to be around. For, he's he's there forever. Yeah, I think how he delivers his lines is very good. It's properly yeah. snidey, isn't it? He's got that down to a T. And I love how he's like, "Yeah, I know how to pick a lock. You do this, that, and the other." He's properly on the make for any opportunity to do someone over. Oh, when he was when he was um, sticking it to Susan, it was agonising to hear him kind of a, you know, manipulating 
his grandmother and for her to know that she was being manipulated as well. It was really unpleasant. Yeah, she did know, didn't she? She did know. She's like, oh, right. okay, you're saying that, are you? And you think, yeah, she bloody knows. He completely earwigged the conversation about Gene Harvey and Derek Fletcher, hadn't he? So he's I said last week, didn't I, a couple of weeks ago, that I saw a blackmail story coming with George involved, but I thought it would be Oliver and inappropriate behaviour perceived inappropriate behaviour. But yes, here we you are. Did. He's doing it with these guys instead. Maybe he's found out about Derek Fletcher's raging cocaine habits. Apparently he lavishes all his money on his nose. <laughs> I was trying to out Matthew Matthew there, Carrie. I was trying to think like Warstradarmus or something or Narstradarmus or something, but <laughs> couldn't quite make it work. But no, no. <laughs> But the worst, worst, worst thing, surely above the screeching children babies, the screeching Natasha was the blackmail idea of the letter. <laughs> it was such bullshit. Yeah, and she was like, There's, there, it's simply the only thing we can possibly do. Uh, everything except for walk up to her and have a grown-up adult conversation and say, look, <laughs> um, <laughs> my friend is trying his best to start a new business. If you could, if you could, you know, not take this rather minor incident and use it to persecute him, that'd be great. <laughs> Do you think they actually did mm. cut letters out of the paper like Clary thought rather than, you know, print it out? They were going to, but she said she'd scribbled a note or she'd quickly written the note, hadn't she? I don't think they did do the sort of um, cow gum and letters. And that's another thing. They did this already with that geezer who was spying through the binoculars. Didn't oh, they? Kyle. Yeah, he was pasting oh, letters, wasn't he? Well, wasn't it? No, didn't Helen say that she'd seen him having a bit on the side in his house and it was Helen that had seen it and reverse blackmailed him to stop being shitty? Oh, God. But, oh, were there not pasted letters then? <laughs> I, I don't remember that. there being <laughs> letters, no. I think what's it's... happened, Kerry, is you're in, you, you know, you've started to go into what feels like a kind of surreal fever dream. <laughs> And so your imagination is just filling in the gaps. I as mean, Archers is just a soup of madness. Yeah. <laughs> There's Isn't the quote it? for the show. Yeah, and Pat's probably made it. We haven't changed our kind of um, synopsis for the podcast since we launched it a year and a half ago. So maybe it should be, you know, The Cider Shed, uh, a podcast examining the soup of madness that is. <laughs> I, I must admit, I think I might have slightly altered our bio when Ryan was coming on. <laughs> So we didn't. <laughs> so was it? When we first talked to him, he was like, "So why do you hate Lee?" I was like, "Oh yeah, well we did, we did, we really did." I think he knew why, didn't he? He he yeah. he would hate a Lee. I think the actor man. He wouldn't knock about with a Lee, would he? No, but yeah, Lee with his little smashes. I still, as I've said before, I just I can't get mm. Lee is lofty from EastEnders. <laughs> the kind of the, you know the too nice to be true. Kind of guy, mm. um, but yeah, it was horrible, and and also both grandmothers. Oh, and they, it was interesting, wasn't it? Was it today they tied it in where you had Susan and Eddie both reading from the same scripts that George had given them, or kind of like parroting oh. the same line? Yeah, God. it'll ha- it'll have to remain a mystery. And then Chris was like, "That's what my mum said." <laughs> well, it, it should be. It should be. That's where it dies because Chris should not have the mental faculties to kind of join the dots and mention it to 
under the very sick Johnson administration, whenever he did anything, every Tory MP would copy and paste a, a tweet of support <laughs> and tweet it out. And that's kind oh, of what yeah. the Grundys are doing here. I, I have um, two American friends. They, they, they're Cyrus's um, godparents. And we have a running competition for whose country is being dumber. And they haven't stood a chance the last couple of months. <laughs> we absolutely smashed to pieces. I mean, we laugh, but that's all you can do, isn't it, really? It's too yeah. desperate to contemplate the reality of, really. Mm. The Archers or Britain's political system, Kerry? Yes, specific. the same. Yes. yes. <laughs> and while we're at it, did you see the, the um, energy companies declaring their massive profits? Yeah, big coincidence. Ah. Uh. Oh, I made the a set. noise like um, Chelsea. Chelsea, then. <laughs> Should we all have a go at our Chelsea growl? Because you were doing that off air, Kerry. Go on, give it yeah. one more go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cow. <laughs> go on, Peter. It's Otto the bull. He's back. He's after Matthew. <laughs> it's your turn. Uh, I've got to do Chelsea. Okay, get yeah. his character, too. <laughs> no, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh Christ, that was really bad. We'll let we'll let the listeners judge. <laughs> that sounds like a noise Prince William might wait well when visiting a friend. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is that pegging nonsense? Come on, Kerry. I mean I know what pegging is. Oh, I okay, know, there you go. But I know what pegging is, but surely that's all absolute I was gonna say bollocks, but well, uh, the, the, the story is. is that apparently he's not getting it at home, so he's he looks elsewhere. Yeah, but peg why is pegging involved? Because that's that's what he likes, and Kate won't do it. Yeah, for that's the rumor, isn't it? As if. Look at him; he doesn't. I preferred the kind of French way of doing things, where um, you know, unless it's illegal and affects affects mm. your ability to do a job, what you do between the sheets is your own. You know, Max Mosley. I, I, I'm not a fan of um, fascists or the children of fascists <laughs> necessarily, but um, but Max Mosley did a very good job, didn't he? In sort of defending himself when he'd been um, persecuted by the, the news of the world for enjoying, um, what was it, S&M, bondage. Mm. And he was like, look, it's absolutely no one's business. It's broken up my marriage. It's embarrassing. But, you know, just leave me alone. I'm doing yeah. anything wrong. Yeah, good. And we've covered all current affairs. Okay, let me look down my list. Um, <laughs> Chelsea impersonation, George the Pyro, pegging, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> One of you has definitely said this while I was away. Where, where there's light, there's always dark. They always do the kind of the the sort of shade and light at the moment. Mm. And so we have George, you know, the ne'er-do-well um, scheming and plotting. And then you have, you know, innocent genius Brad just trying to get along, being bullied by his sister, definitely not asking Oliver for money. Yeah, Chelsea's a twat though, isn't she? <laughs> uh, who's uh, who's going to be on the show soon, Kerry? Don't we have a guest coming up? Yeah, we do. The actress who plays Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, she doesn't write her own scripts, I don't think, so that'll be fine. Is that her arriving on the scooter just then? <laughs> yes. Thank you, Matthew. That saves me an edit. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Don't what was that her going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she does. I mean, this, as you said with um, Georgia, you're on, Matthew. You know, Chelsea is a, we've said it a hundred times, Chelsea's brilliantly acted. Um, and she's, you know, she's as good at being a twat as she is at being lovable. She's just involved in everything, isn't she? she? She's we'll have to we'll have to mention this when Madeline's on. But mm. she, can you think of? She's almost been involved in ev- with every character in the show since coming in it. Mm. What eight months ago? 
less. Yeah, but how is she getting away with that behaviour in the orangery? Why? How dare she be so vile within earshot of her boss, customers? Why is she so horrible to Brad? I don't know. Still, I'm, I, I feel like I should like her, but I simply cannot after this week. Mm. It was she was but it was implausible that Freddie wouldn't say, "Okay, your shift's over. Come mm. back tomorrow when you calm down." Um, because he, the, the way that he's being written at the moment, he they are sort of giving him some lines where he's supposed to have some steel and should be showing some kind of ability to kind of <laughs> reflect his high station in the uh, yeah your injury. He did a really good delivery of the line where he went, uh, "Bear with us, everyone. Technical difficulties." Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is really good. I love him. It was up there with Sue Cook has pulled out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, it's the script writers. It's not Chelsea. I just think this wouldn't happen. It's one of those where I just don't think it would happen. And I don't like those bits. No, I mean, we don't we don't ask for realism. That would be insanity. They're yeah. Just vague plausibility. Could have, you know, sort of half close your eyes, levels of plausibility. Mm. And even to the degree where Freddie went, you deserve a bonus because you added up 15 oh, people's gosh. bills. But no one would say that either. It wasn't like f***ing Rain Man. He was just adding up some numbers. <laughs> yeah, God, when you used to work behind a bar without those key fob till things, you had to know huge rounds in your brain, didn't you, and hand over cash change. And and I'm not even very good at maths. My mum's a maths teacher. but um. It didn't really pass down to me, but I still work behind busy bars and I could add up loads of drinks. I'm sure you've done that as well, Matthew. Maybe you have too, Peter. Bar work. Shit when the brewery put the prices up by three pence and you're just like, (laughs) I knew how much two Stellas a Blackthorn and a Guinness was off by heart and now I've got to rework it all. I tell you one thing, while we're on the Chelsea subject, Mm. they are definitely teasing that something happened with Russ at the rave, aren't they? Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Well, he gave her his jacket, didn't he? Because um, her dress T-shirt thing got beer spilt all over it or turbo white spilt all over it by a very Do you reckon there were drugs in his jacket? Ben, I don't think so. Because she was home Uh. before she was home and in bed before Jazza and Tracy went to bed, apparently. I think it's more likely that she's misread the signs from a very loved up Russ I don't know but he oh. clearly doesn't remember any of it does he no because then... she she keeps awkwardly going so you don't remember what happened at the rave and he mm. casually goes oh no I was off uh, my tits yeah I have some yeah I've written that in my notes what on earth do you think is going on there has he done something wrong or did she do something wrong I think he was probably, well, we heard him at the end of the rave, didn't we? He probably just like had his arms around and going, you're ace, you're ace, Chelsea. And she basically thinks she's in love with him now. Um, mm. Could it all just be coming from Chelsea's side? Because because Lily <laughs> did suggest that she thought Chelsea fancied him. And he was genuinely dismissive, I thought, of that. Like he just Oh, thought, yeah, but what? isn't that because Lily can tell there's some weird vibe going on between them? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But we don't know what that vibe is. I'm not saying this to be a dick, but do you care particularly? I do, because I don't want her to be getting Russ into trouble. 
it's not part of the plot that I've managed to get myself kind of fully engaged with. I guess I need to get back up to get up to speed because I because I do care about all of the you know perversely I do care about Lily, I do care about Russ, and of course Chelsea. So it's a mm. bit weird that I can't going to get myself engaged. I think I'm scared of um, uh, Soul, whatever his name is, coming back mm. in and having to deal with him and Lily kicking off. Well, if they move to Felpersham, he obviously well he works for Felpersham. He did work for Felpersham Kitchen, so he's probably going to be around, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a new job. Didn't he have a new job or a new gig or something? He's doing quite well. Mm, but I reckon he's probably in, in the bright lights of Felpersham, so they might be crossing. crossing I don't paths. even know how far Felpersham is away from Ambridge, even though I've listened to this for like 75 years. Would you need to move to Felpersham if you're going to go to college there? Russ was the reason that she f- the first time so surely she should want him as far away as possible he did manage to throw in the oh well it, we just had a bad flat your mum was having a nervous breakdown and your brother was in jail that's probably why <laughs> it all fell apart lily nothing to do with me yeah not not me gov and not not because i spent ten thousand pounds on art materials and sat around in my pants pants for seven months and didn't let you go out with anybody who was on your course big love for us but actually that was a you know that whole period was a bit you know if it was a, if it was your daughter or your son if it was your daughter who was going out with russ and that all that had happened i don't think you'd have him be giving him a job at your stately home and having him around I think. oh of course not i don't understand why lizzie did that at all i still love him as a character for mm. all the sort of wrong reasons like similar to matthew enjoying george it's that kind of thing as we've said before but absolutely not good for her for lily at all i haven't disliked him in a long time probably since that period but hearing him say quite enthusiastically that he was a fan of the blue tones and ocean color scene <laughs> uh i'm not a music snob but i was i was like hell of all the bands you could have chosen but that was that what... that's more of a crime isn't it than what yeah. he did to lily really. <laughs> he um <laughs> russ and i were at the same festival last <gasps> in 97 it was an absolute mud bath by the way I saw very few bands because I went down with some people from Shepton Mallet that run a sound system. We camped backstage in the comedy area. So you had all the all the little perks and stuff of being backstage. Mm. Um, I did meet quite a few. I remember talking to that very famous comedian whose name I can't remember now, but used to do the Carling Black Label ads. They used to be a duo. And Hail and Pace. No. <laughs> no. Um, Listen, but it was... you, pr- you probably met Russ. I know. I'm trying to remember the, the name of this actor. Hang on. It's going to come to me in a minute. The inspiration for us, at least. Stephen Frost. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I chewed his bloody ear off in the bar backstage. He's now one of the judges on that Pottery Throwdown show. Is this a joke? Uh, well, yeah, a bit of a joke. Yeah, anyone who oh. watches that show realises there's, there's a looky-likey. Oh, uh, okay. They're physically very, very similar men. Oh, I love that you watch that, Peter. It's, oh, the guy who does it, Keith Brenner-Jones, his name is. He's one of the judges. He is one of the most likeable. Is he the guy who cries all the time? I, I see people mention he cries. But... Yeah, he cries constantly. But in a, <laughs> And it's wonderful. <gasps> Maybe uh, What's-His-Face can take his pottery skills there. Will. Is it William? Oh, Will, Will's idiosyncratic pots. My sister's a potter. Oh, yeah. I have to give a plug for her cafe. She's just starting up a pottery cafe. Nice. Scottish Borders. I've been helping her with her branding all week. 
Lovely. I do like Supergrass, though, and I do like Radi- Radiohead. That's the only band I can actually remember seeing that he's because I saw almost nobody because it was just impossible to traverse across muddy fields. I just got sick of it and hung out backstage. But I saw Supergrass. They were on. They were quite early on the Friday, I think. Oh. I missed Radiohead. That was just after OK Computer had come out, so that was meant to be like you know, mm. a seminal gig, and I wasn't there. Russ I was love Supergrass. I, I I met one of Supergrass. I was pushing Mimi in a swing and he was pushing his little child in the swing next to her in Queen's Park in Brighton. Anyway, we've digressed massively, obviously. Was he uh, was he all right? He was lovely, very nice. The main guy, you know. That was a super that was a joke, but okay. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Being all right. Yeah, I'll say. Is it Gareth? Gaz, Gaz. yeah, that's it. Aye, so's Matthew. No, you didn't. That's right. It, it deserved. It had as me- as much of a laugh <laughs> as it actually deserved. I think. Well, I got it and didn't laugh. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's no, it's no solid as a cock. Yeah. <laughs> when we have our cider shed hall of fame, um, once a year, three or four jokes just get put up there, never to be used again. It's like in America, they hang the shirts in the rafters. I I pity the person who has to trawl through to find our Hall of Fame uh, worthy clips, though. Oh yeah, I mean, I've 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 only heard them all once. This is this is episode sixty nine, isn't it? It is episode sixty nine. Yes, it's the sexiest of all of our episodes. (laughs) Um, So, um, Mm. Russ and Lily. They're they're taking their you know they're still trying to paper the cracks keep their mm-hmm. relationship together. Meanwhile, um, Alice and Chris are doing the exact opposite. They are happily sliding into the friend zone. I I I've I've, I've as I've said many many times I've had enough of Chris and Alice. Please, this must be, surely that was the finishing line today when Chris was like, and I've never been happier. No, don't forget they've got the naming ceremony on Lakey mm-hmm. Hill. <laughs> That's oh. going to be dragged out, isn't it? With oh, and did you hear um, them say, um, "Oh, and Al- I want Alan to do the blessing thing." And um, Alice said, "Oh, I thought there'd be someone else we could ask." You know who that's going to be, don't you? Amy Shula. <laughs> yeah, Amy. That'd be good. <laughs> I reckon it'll be Amy because there was, you know, I, I'd like I'd like the father of that girl I shagged behind your back who used to be your best mate to be involved. If that's all right. Alice. <laughs> Oh, it's sickening that they're getting on, isn't it? Really horrible. Yeah, I've had enough. Just mm. I want a shot of them. It's been how long has it been since um Alice first started the whole alcohol plot thing started? Just before mm. we started on um Dumpty Dum, Kerry. Was so it? Post, it was post monologues, wasn't it? Or have I got that wrong then? It was during I think it was just post monologues. So yes, yeah, so um that's about what, two 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 odd years, two and a bit years? Since it started, we've had almost constant Alice and Chris. Is for two years. That is true, Peter. Yeah, you guys, you guys got stuck trying having to analyze the monologues, didn't you? I enjoyed the monologues. I enjoyed analyzing it. Um, No one enjoyed listening to me analyze it or enjoyed the monologues. (laughs) But that's not the point. From from a completely selfish point of view, I was uh, like a pig in muck. I did not enjoy the monologues. No, (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed I enjoyed you analyzing them. I mean, it started it started on a high point when it was David. And Ben talk interchanging, 
doing their little monologues. And there was that point where Ben confessed that when he was driving around in the car, in the tractor with David, he got him to sing Sultans of Swing, but they changed it the lyrics to Sultans of Silaging. And I thought, Jesus, this is episode f***ing one. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God, Matthew, that is imprinted on your brain in a really horrific way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. such a good song, though. What? Sultans of Swing. Oh, God. You don't like that? My, I'm, I was just about to throw my headphones on the floor. <laughs> no. Oh, I, I think it's a, you know, I'm not a dire, I'm not a sort of big Dire Straits fan, but I think Sultans of Swing I can make a bit of room for. But, you know, have I, am I now in Blue Tones territory? Yes. Oh, well, okay. Never mind. All right. Well, so you, how you feel about um, Sultans of Swing is how I'm feeling about um, Chris and Alice, and I've had enough. And, yeah. Uh, and do we have to talk any more about them? Well, only that Brian and Chris made up, oh, didn't God, they? Like, yeah, any chance. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I must mention my love. <laughs> but it was nice to hear Brian back, wasn't it? He came back because, you know, it's busy times so that he couldn't stay away. And... Um, he was like, so what's the news? And Alice was like, well, Adam nearly killed Jean Harvey. He's like, no, no, no. What about the divorce? You didn't give a shit <laughs> yeah. about that, did he? <laughs> Don't talk to me about Adam. Yeah. Um, and he's well chuffed that Chris is taking the holiday cottage instead of loads of money. And he's going to rent it out. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Well, it's his, as he said, as Brian pointed out. Um, but where, where well, will he go, though? I didn't understand that bit, really. I don't know. I'm more. I'm more focused on who's going to move in. Who's going to be in that house on the farm property? Ardil. Maybe. I reckon Ardil's like stealthily. I I know it's been it's been floated before, but I'm starting to think it, there might be a Hazel, Woolly connection there because she, he's at the B and B with Linda, and uh, Hazel and Linda had quite um, a, a barbed back and forth when she came to see her when she was in in the village, didn't she, about how the B&B was doing and stuff. I reckon Ardil's got a slow takeover of everything coming. But this is like um, oh. Justin money, Hazel money. Like Hazel and Justin can be poor or the richest people on earth, depending what the script writers need to happen. <laughs> so, um, you know, like it, I just, you don't get any real sense of how rich they are. Same thing with Brian. You know, sometimes Home Farm has so much money, they could feel like they could buy all the balls mm. And then another week, you know, they're, they're, they're forced to move out of the, the big house. So it's, I don't, I sort of half of me wants you to be right, but the other half kind of suspects that Hazel doesn't have the money. I don't feel like she's rich enough. But am I being stupid? Well, tell you who is living the high life. Rory's off yachting around Antigua, isn't he? Yeah, and it's crazy the circles he's moving in, says Brian. I mean, is he in Antigua on a yacht or is he in some sort of bedsit with that woman bothering him all the time? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's an unreliable narrator, isn't he? Mm, yeah. And, do you th- and going back to Ardil slightly... I thought you were going to say, Matthew, that you imagine him moving in with Kirsty quite soon instead of being at Ambridge Hall. Oh, maybe they go to the the place that Chris is renting out. Yeah, because mm, that's blossoming, isn't it? I think you know those um you know those con artists who have the three cups and you have to spot which cup the which cup the ball's <laughs> under. This feels like what they're doing with the houses at the moment. 
like you know mm. just moving everyone around so frequently it's like look over here that one's on a boat no this one's moved in with him no that's un- you know that's under jeopardy no everyone's scared of them falling down the stairs no but, you know it's like you just mm. completely dizzy and they can basically just move anyone anywhere yeah and so it feels like the whole place has expanded like um you know like the the you've now got that whole what's the name of that development that helen lives on beachwood that's the one it just it just feels like Ambridge is a lot bigger at the moment. You know, like the horror bins were basically off mic for a decade, weren't they? Now there's four of them in. You've got Ardell's now permanent character. Russ isn't going anywhere. It's just the whole, it's just (gasps) expanding. Soul's going to be along soon. Joy was mentioned this week. Oh, good. Yeah, she she? she posted £30 (laughs) to a non-existent daughter. (laughs) To a glove puppet. (laughs) Yeah. Why would she, that's interesting. Why would she post... 30 is an odd amount, isn't yeah. it? What's the daughter's name again? Sherelle, Shireen? Rochelle is Shell. the daughter, and it was yeah. 30 quid to the granddaughter. Oh, I don't know. What's oh, the granddaughter's was... name? I didn't know it was the granddaughter. Yeah, it was. That makes it even sadder. Poor Joy. I reckon that's just male fraud. She, There's yeah. no Rochelle. There's no granddaughter. She's just going to be like, ooh. There was no 30 quid either. No. Yeah. I did tweet that. I think, you know, nice one, Joy. Nice try. You know, sort of, she hasn't gone too far with the amount, has she? She's sort of thought, oh, 50's too much, 30, they might believe me, 20's a bit small. Have I told you about the breakdown I had in um, a branch of HSBC when they said my signature didn't match on my driver's license? I was just trying to get, I was trying to get 30 quid out, is the relevance. And I ended up <laughs> screaming, not sc- screaming with anger, but with kind of like frustration going, that's me. I match me. That's a picture of me. I match. <laughs> He's like, no, but your signature doesn't match. I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm forging. I can't forge me uh, yeah, for 30 quid. Oh, did they give it to you? Yes. Eventually the manager had to come over. I wasn't, I wasn't screaming. I wasn't the, I wasn't the tall, angry man standing over the, you know, cowering woman. I was frustrated and getting shrill and anxious. They didn't sort of press that button underneath the counter. No, no they didn't. No, yeah, I didn't. I didn't end up being so coshed and dragged out by my feet. No, it, but it was. Yeah, anyway. It was Speaking madness. of driving license, Kenton lost his um, driving license in the flames as well, didn't he? Yes. He's old, he's old enough. Feel it might have been a renewal, like one of you know what you have to have done when you're eighty or something. You don't have to post it in the letterbox, do you? Surely, don't you do everything online? Wasn't it mentioned he'd got snapped speeding as well or something? Did I imagine that? Uh, was that recent? I thought that had happened a while ago. Yeah, I thought Toby threw not? that in as part of the whole frustration. Uh, oh, possibly. We need to have Toby back. There was a whole bit I didn't hear at all, which was that um, until I was reminded of it by looking at tweets and what have you, is that the launch of Grey Gables is now happening in the Village Hall. Yeah, that was um, Oliver. He was chatting to Oliver when they, when mm. um, Chelsea was having, you know, having her fit. You know why? Felpersham's so bloody far away. They couldn't have it in the <laughs> conference centre. Well, prob- probably about five people wanted to turn up. I mean, did, do you not think, sorry to repeat myself, but do you not think it's just too much on going on at the moment? There's too many little plot lines going on. I can't I can't concentrate. I'm, mm. I want just two or three plot lines, not Alice and Chris, Joy. Yeah, I agree. And they're not very good ones either, are they? 
no, it's all a bit like, I mean, I do, for instance, I'll give you an example. So I, I wasn't around last week, so I couldn't talk about this, but Ardil, if you said to me, the synopsis was Ardil is going to have a bit of a ding dong with Justin and Lillian at Linda's and Linda's going to be, you know, still frustrated with Ardil. I would have been like, yes, that's exactly what I want. Like a few, you know, mm. and yet listening to it, I was just like, oh my God, it's just, it's all played. It's, it's all too sort of rich and over the top. My brain can't concentrate on changing a nappy, doing the washing up, uh, um, uh, you know, and various other things and listen to the archers. It needs to be simple. I mean, yeah. if either of you two went to a 90s night at a pub, which wouldn't be the mm. worst thing ever to do, and someone like Helen was pogoing, what would you do? <laughs> do I know Helen? Is it someone like Helen or do I know it is Helen? Uh, you know it is Helen, let's say. <laughs> Okay, I I, I put, put on my latex mask, Rob mask that I always have on me <laughs> and scare the shit out of her. And is this all just one big massive tantrum by Freddie because Vince wouldn't invest in his 80s night and he's just like, everything I've put my heart and soul into this 80s night, that's it. I'm going to show him, I'm going to do a 90s night. <laughs> he just digs out all like these rec- Britpop records. The fact that he needed someone else to look at it to check I haven't sort of got it wrong. Are these all all right? I mean, do you, it either sounds good or it doesn't sound good. Just go with it, Freddie. Have you got no testicles? Do you want to do a testicular segue? Yeah. Go for it. Talking of lack of testicles, Tom Archer. Yeah. Oh, now I'm a bit torn this week. So are his testicles. There were... <laughs> <laughs> there were some, I, I, yeah, go for it, Kerry. There were some bits where he wasn't a complete twat, I will admit. Obviously, I hate him, but <laughs> yeah. I think that it must feel awful if your wife's screaming at you, like, for God's sake, give it, give the child to my mother. You're getting on my nerves. And he can't breastfeed yet. Mm. Um, he might be able to next week. I don't know. Uh, and Caitlin is excluding him. And he's shuffled off to help Tony sweep out some yard or other for the winter barley and was, you know, offering himself to do anything other than go home. And, he, you know, yeah. the V-shaped the v cushion thing was, which was 30 years old, by the way. I thought that was evidence that Caitlin was a player back in the day because her v pil- V-shaped pillow had had years of service. <laughs> she said she'd had it since Natasha was young. That's a manky old V-shaped yeah, bloody thing. That is. I wouldn't want that anywhere near my newborn. No, I, I'm. I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, you know, everything has to be clean. You know, with children. You need like, that. You know, like you know, everyone knows that a little bit of dirt is actually going to do them some good, significant. Mm-hmm. Good. But when it comes to cot death, like you're just a fear. You know, you've got the fear of God, haven't you? Sorry, Sids. Like some yeah. manky old pillow. Keep that shit away all of the weevils and dust mites and shite in there no 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 it's um mm-hmm. you know you know you feel guilty but you, that's one of the things you buy you know buy ready for landfill yeah i thought that was you know one of the wrongest things this week the v-shaped festering pillow cushion thing but i i did feel for tom because i thought caitlin shouldn't be there right now as we've mentioned before i think or perhaps I tweeted about it. You know, when you are a new parent and you need to be in your own bubble with your partner and do your own thing, and yes, visitors can come, visitors can go, but not to have someone living there bossing you around, that would drive you nuts. You've got to find your own way with parenting in that stage, I think. 
Yeah, and just and just have those moments where you stare at the kid with a kind of like idiotic smile on your face. Yeah. It, yeah. And also, isn't Natasha supposed to be back at work by now? Easy <laughs> <laughs> <you> can. Um, <laughs> there was that. Yeah, and one of the things he was complaining to Tony about was that uh, Caitlin's doing everything for them. She's make she's waking them up at four a.m. making a spinach omelette. She's trying to listen in on the bed. They've turned the monitor off upstairs so they she can't hear them slagging her off mercilessly upstairs. Um, and she, was it she does the laundry and then it just magically appears on the line. So Tom has something in common with Prince William there. Like he wants uh, he wants pegging, but there's no room for it in his marriage. <laughs> um, yeah, Natasha doesn't eat vegetables. I'm a bit worried about the nourishment that those babies received whilst they were inside her. Summer Orchard. So, and she's married to the guy from Bridge Farm Fresh and she hates vegetables. She's married to a vegetable. Yeah, what's that, there you go. What's, what's that <laughs> diet called where you just eat meat, more meat? Keto? More, that's the one. Mm. Yeah. I did used to work with a guy who did the keto diet and stuck to it religiously and he lost a shitload of weight. But I never had the heart to sort of say to him, I'm pretty sure there's a pay or payback in about 40 years' time uh, and your entire intestines are going to fall out in one go. So what is it? It's protein and vegetables, is it? It's no, low vegetables as well. But no think, carbs, though, isn't it? I, I don't, do you know, I don't know what I'm I talking think. about, but I do vaguely remember. A friend of mine does a modified version of that, yeah. Um, but I think they found a version of it which is a little bit more expansive. Yeah, farts like a Komodo dragon. <laughs> well, maybe maybe Natasha does have a Komodo dragon in the house. I heard they had a baby monitor. Oh, look at oh. that. Matthew. And it sort of ties in with dragons and whales and that. Oh, that was exquisite. Um, uh, I'm going to reward an advertiser with a juxtaposition with that. You know, that's a Hall of Fame joke. Come on, round of applause. Yeah, you deserve a bonus. <laughs> bonus, Matthew. You're a genius. Bonus. Put your clothes back on. Two plus two is five. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Kerry, do um, do we have anything more to say about Tom? Well, I barged in with my view on him and I wondered what your views were. I now feel that I completely agree with you. And I do feel a bit, maybe it's because... I've just been through it all with my little boy. I'm feeling quite sort of mean towards Tom because he was so, there was, do you remember this was actually last week, there was a scene where he was trying to make the, the twins laugh. Yeah. Feeling like a twat. And I was just like, Oh my God, how stupid are you? Was that the bit where he said, look, dad is going to pull a funny face. I was yeah. Like, what? You're just going to look at them. Yeah. They, they can't even see the end of their own nose. You bell end. I know, but that was when Natasha snapped <laughs> and said, for God's sake, you're getting on my nerves. Yeah, I, but I, do you know what, I've, Kerry, you've completely, you've completely taught me around and I feel guilty for feeling mm. the same bad things from him. And also, I hate to admit it, but it was vaguely sweet hearing them all, you know, in the house, house together, finally having the, you know, the privacy that you mm. were talking about. 
So that so Kerry, mm. you, you you've you've taught me around. Okay, good. But Pat is really passag, isn't she? Passive aggressive lady. How she's now offered. I know uh, it's because uh, Chris made not Chris. Uh, Tom. What's he called? Tom, sorry, sorry, sorry. That I know guy we're Tom. hating on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's because Tom persuaded her, but Pat should have offered the other grandma a room in her own home. Well, you said this last week, sleep. didn't you? Yes. So, oh, Pat's horrible. But do you notice that there is something in common here? I mean, at least Tom has actually gone to them and put this plan together to get Caitlin out of their house. But mm. Natasha's there for a long time, like, I want my mum, I want my mum. And then she can't even talk to her own mum about things mm. that are bothering her. And it's it's almost like the same line of communication, well, communication breakdown that Tom has with Pat. He didn't mm. want to, he was kind of scared to tell her that Caitlin was coming in the first place. So I think they both got quite dysfunctional relationships, at least with their mother. Who hasn't in Ambridge, though? It's dysfunction central, isn't it? Mm, yeah, maybe maybe Elizabeth has a fairly Ooh, good yeah. relationship with her children. True. So that's it. There, done. Okay, well done. that was easy. Was yeah, that as easy as I thought it might be? Just as a little side note, um, a friend of mine, Ayers, who I've mentioned before, he was he of choking on the craft cheese slice that he helped himself mm. to from my fridge. He messaged me today to say he'd broken his cider shed cherry this week. He listened, much like. Some of our reviewers said, I have no idea what you're talking about, but it was enjoyable. Aww. And his daughter, Flo, her middle name is Saren. So that's a bit of an odd ah, connection. There. Okay. He, is of, and he is of Welsh extraction, I should Brilliant. Add. And Saren, we know now on the Archers, is a ginger, isn't he, she, she? She. I am I am paying attention. They're both girls. Didn't one of you say last week that you thought it was a, a sign of um a sort of portent of um like you know future personality? Like one of them came first, they were that was kind of flagged up as meaningful. They themselves said that, didn't they? That the one that comes first would be pushing their way out and it and Tom said, yeah, see, I told it would be the girl pushing her way out. And then it just turned out they were both girls anyway, <laughs> which totally shat on all of that theory. But we still need to kind of keep an eye on the first one. She's going to be, you know, like George, uh, a troublemaker. But I can't remember which one the first one was, can you? One of them's got a massive head of hair. Um, the first one's Nova, wasn't it? As far as I know. Yeah, uh, Saren is star, isn't it? She was the. I was trying to think of any pop duos where one was bald and the other one had an afro, and I couldn't think of anyone. But I was going to post a photo on Twitter. <laughs> it deserted me. We can all have a think about this that this week. If anyone has any answers, mm-hmm. get in touch with us on Twitter. Baldies, um, what is it? Baldies and afros, Kerry. Where, where? What's the address to send that to? At the Cider Shed pod, please. We've uh, got approaching 2,400 followers now. And I'd like to thank Mrs. Street for her five-star review, which said, elephants and iced buns is definitely a thing. And the title of her review was Best Reason to Listen to the Archers. So thank you for that. Very nice. Yeah, there was was an uncomfortable pause last week when you said, elephants and iced buns are a thing. And I just let it go. Even, I know. <laughs> yeah, I like I, li- I liked that because it was as if I'd lost my mind, and I did think I had. So, 
And Matthew, ice buns and also lemon slices. You're filling up Instagram and Facebook with your delicious um, recipes. I am. I posted the lemon slice to our Instagram account. You can find us there at, at, at the Cider Shed pod. And we are on Facebook in group form, the Cider Shed podcast. I posted up photos of the lemon slices. Lots of love for those. Um, so tonight I actually posted up the recipe itself so if anyone wants to go on there have a go at it uh really want to see how people get on if you have any doubts when you're doing it get in touch and uh through any of the socials and there also messaging. when you're making lemon slices um wear just an apron <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, just good luck, everyone. The rest of it is up there. Um, maybe, Kerry, you post a link out to it on Twitter because our yeah. Instagram Instagram is fast approaching 500 people, which considering it's way behind the other two um, in terms of time, it's done quite mm. well. And another thing I have to say, with the help of Liam Rayner, who's one of our listeners, um, we've set up a fantasy football league through the official EFL website so anyone who's interested in joining the ambridge farmers conference league we will post a link and the code you need to join that and you have to be ready for you have to get your team in before 6 30 on the 5th of august which is when the league starts so so maybe maybe we ought to hammer that next week with the um socials to get people involved get, get the numbers up <laughs> have I you will, said hammer because you're a west hammer oh yeah very good point i am a west ham fan and i will appear for the first week of the fancy football and as matthew already knows disappear in week two <laughs> as I have done for every fantasy football every year since it started. So you've got the yeah, you've got this week to join. So we'll post the link up, and um, because by the time this goes out next week, it will be it will be underway. Um, I won't be here next week either. I'm off to sunny Spain. Yeah, um, Kerry, you sound surprised. <laughs> Didn't I tell you that? No, no, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's just me here always, isn't there? Basically, you've had weeks off. Not many. Yeah, about <laughs> three years ago. Yeah. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I realised actually, I, I, I told you two that I am going to be here for the whole of August, but I lied because I forgot I'm going to see Hot Chip on Friday the 19th in a very tiny venue in Brighton. So. Okay. Look out for Helen on the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you as always for a lovely week. Um, uh, I can't say the same to the scriptwriters of the Archers. Um, and yeah, we will be back next week, me and Kerry, to talk shite. So thank you. Yeah, see you next week. See you, everyone. Bye. Hang on.